ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm your host, Janice Porter, and I have a special guest this week out of Canada, where I'm from, although Sandy's from the eastern side of the, of the country. We are both uh, hearty Canucks. So my guest today is Sandy Rutherford. Welcome to the show, Sandy. Janice, thank you so much. It's great to be here. Uh, you are most welcome. Um, I feel a little bit of a kinship to begin with because um, I n- not because of the accolades that you have and the and the the um, expertise and and um, knowledge that you have, but because of a, a connection. And that connection is Bob Proctor. Um, mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to meet Bob Proctor several years ago um, through a personal development program that I was involved with. And I met him twice and he was just, I was in awe of the man really. And I know that you have um, worked with and been mentored by him before he died. And, and uh, I know he has a, a huge program that um he trained coaches, right? That's right. what it was about. Can you tell me a little bit about you and your connection with him first? Sure. So I started with uh, working with Bob and being, you know, being immersed in Bob's material uh, six years ago. Okay. And I joined as a as a coach or consultant with the Proctor Gallagher Institute. Um, and and I have been as I say, immersed in, in for the last six years. And we would train with Bob as coaches. We would come in three times a year from all over the world to train with Bob. It was, you know, it was, you know, you, you said you were in awe being in his presence. We never lost that as many times as I, I even, I even had a big event in Toronto in 2019 called uh, the unleashed event. And uh, a colleague of mine, Linda uh, and I hosted an all day event for business uh, and business um, business owners and entrepreneurs, and Bob was our guest speaker. He did three hours for the whole day with us, and so we were backstage with him. We were in the quiet room with him. We got a lot of bonding time. Well, I call it bonding, uh, sure. but it, it was amazing to pick his brain and just be. You don't stop being in awe of his presence. You know, in his presence, uh, he was. He was. Unfortunately, we lost him in January, but an amazing. Uh, mentor to so many and he's still you know his legacy lives on yeah and how old was he late 80s 87 yes so he and he was going strong till I suppose almost the end because right yeah oh we all thought he'd live another 50 years because he was just you know so upright and and cognitively sharp and and still love to get out there and present and yeah 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 so that's I just remember I remember his shoes I remember he was very dapper I remember that. about. So enough of Bob, but I did want to talk about that because I, I just feel honored to have met him and um, certainly didn't know him like you did, but obviously you, um, 
you learned a lot from from him and developed your own system as a world-class um, success mindset coach. Yes. And I know you have your own RF Success Academy and the Unstoppable Success System, right? right? right. You teach. Now, I want to just start by asking you, okay, so what does it mean to cut the crap? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, cutting the crap, and that's that's my quick tagline. You know, we help yeah. we people partner with us to help cut the crap and accelerate success. Yeah. And crap is an acronym, and it stands for counterproductive, really asinine programming. <laughs> you got it. I've got it. We've all got it. We've all got great programming, right? And programming, for the most part, is we're really talking about self-image and beliefs. And beliefs cover so much. Our belief around money, our belief around success. Uh, our belief around parenting, really all sorts of things. Sure. So, so we, we are all blessed with very good programming. We are all successful in many areas of our lives. And then there's the programming that gets in the way of that, that quantum leap kind of next level after next level kind of success that we are all fully capable of. No one lacks the talent or capability ever to really break through to the big levels of success. But it's the counterproductive, really asinine programming. It's that programming that gets in the way. And that's what we help people shift to get it out of the way and into alignment with what they're trying to succeed at. So when we talk about that crap, that time, that programming, that's what we've probably had somehow instilled in us since childhood, right? Absolutely. Or no? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. absolutely. So it's hard to get rid of it. Those limiting beliefs, those things that those... Um, those uh, uh, sayings about money, like your father used to say, money doesn't grow on trees or, right. you know. Right. Um, or don't talk know, about money. You know, you don't talk yeah, about we don't talk about money or yeah. let's eat, eat everything on your plate. There's starving children in China. Right. That shows right. how old I am. But, you know, that's kind of what the kinds of things that we used to hear. And so when we grow up with these limiting beliefs, we don't believe in ourselves enough. So or that we can do it or whatever it is. And some of us settle, a lot of people settle, right? And don't believe, maybe they don't want it though. Maybe they want it to be the way it is. I don't know. Like, I believe that everybody wants to be better. I, I think it's in our DNA. It's in our spiritual, you know, uh -huh. the spirit, the spirit is always about expansion and fuller expression. So mm -hmm. it truly is in us all to want to be more, to do more, to have more. But to your point, I think a lot of us snuff it out because we're already, we're, we are rejecting it because we're already going, yeah, but I can't do that. Or, you know, yes. it's not, it's not going to work for me because dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And so all of these excuses go very quickly through our mind and we reject and, and tell ourselves, yeah, but I'm fine the way I am. That's actually snuffing out that, that spiritual desire for expansion, right? And the potential that we actually, that other people see in us that we don't see ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's funny. We have a mutual friend, the person that introduced us, who um, is very persuasive. And I, I kept telling her, uh, I don't want to write anything. I'm not a writer. I'm a podcaster. I like to talk. She said, I want you to be in this book. I want you to be in this book. I said, no, I don't want to write a book. I don't want to write a chapter in a book. I don't want to. She said, you're going to do it. I did it in three days. And I like other people have talked to me about that. I've said, no, I'm not interested. And she just made me make it happen. And I said, no, I'm not a writer. I can't do this. I'm not very. And she said, it's great. It's great. Just tell your story. And it wasn't that hard. And so 
it's kind of like, oh, I get it. It somehow takes, it takes the right person sometimes, right? Not just anybody, but the, something Correct. about right. it, about her persuasion made me do it. She Correct. believed in me, right? Yeah. I, yeah, because we will hold ourselves in a very limited way because of, because of our limiting self-image, limiting beliefs. And I mean, our, our motto is together we thrive. And to your point, it takes the right person. It takes people who have no, who aren't threatened by what you're capable of achieving, who, who actually just want to lift you up, see the potential lift you up because the potential again is in us all science and theology. Yeah. The only two sources you can go to both right. agree that human beings have unlimited potential that we're barely scratching the surface. So to find somebody and Steve Jobs had a great quote. He said, you, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking back. So find someone who's on the other side and can help you connect the dots, right? They've been where you want to go and then do exactly what they want, want you to do. That's what Bob Proctor used to say. He said, find someone, you're, you're, everybody's capable of quantum leap success. Find someone who's been where you want to go. And then here's the problem. Then do exactly what they tell you to do and most of us try to take the shortcut no i got it i got it yeah. nope right which actually brings me yeah that brings me to to this to a question that um that uh i know you're familiar with and and it, i want to talk about this because i've experienced this too why is it you you asked me to ask you this i'm being right up front about this because i think it's really important mm -hmm. why is it that so many of us have taken world-class personal development courses, invested lots of money, lots of time, and aren't seeing the results. Now, I just want to put that into a frame of reference for me. That particular personal development program that I took where I met Bob Proctor um, at the end of it, at the sort of final event um, of a series of uh, courses that I had taken, there are people in that program that had those quantum leaps, you know, there, they went from point A to point B, which was really dynamic and really, you know, uh, uh, multiple changes in their lives. Then there's people like me that kind of stay the status quo and never really make those big changes. Why is that? Why does that happen? I love answering this question because I think it's I think it, it'll resonate with anybody out there who has taken personal development courses. Uh, and there's so much great stuff out there, whether it's Bob yes. or Tony Robbins or Mary Morrissey yes. or Jack Canfield or you know Joe Dispenza. There's just so much great stuff. And so just to um, work because we are in good company. Uh, I too, before I joined the Proctor Gallagher Institute. Um, I had left corporate with uh, experiencing high level success as in, uh, in corporate Canada, as in leadership positions and multinational companies and switched to being an entrepreneur when one of my children had some health issues. And I expected to be sailing as an entrepreneur and have the same sort of success. And, and it, I really struggled as an entrepreneur. And as an entrepreneur, it's all up to us. So that's when I got myself into more personal development stuff. So I started to follow Bob Proctor, John Maxwell, Darren Hardy, mm -hmm. a little bit of Tony. Those are my go-tos. And here's where everybody I'm sure will, who's taken this stuff will go, yeah, yeah, that's me too. You love the stuff. It makes so much sense. You go to the seminar or, or, or the webinars and you go, oh, this is so good. I'm going to start doing this, that, and this. And yeah, you make some gains. For sure you make some gains, yes. but not the breakthroughs that you're talking about. You see other people making these massive breakthroughs. You go, ah, and that was me. I kind of went, why the heck am I not experiencing the kinds of success I, I enjoyed in corporate? 
And that the longer that continues, the more frustrated you get and, and you can get quite down on yourself and they well, maybe I'm just not very talented. You know, all the self-image stuff, uh, sure. doubts can all, can all kick in. So long answer to the question, because it's just okay. it's such an important one. It is because we get intellectually enamored with this stuff. It makes so much sense, but you need to internalize this information. And most people fall short of that. Now, let me just, let me just explain what I mean by internalized. I, I talk about awareness. There's two types of awareness. So when you first get into this personal development material, you get very intellectually, conceptually aware. It all makes this sense. This, so there's two types of awareness, awareness, conceptual or intellectual awareness. And the second type of awareness is internalized, where it's moving out of the head and into the heart. It's moving into various inner states of emotional charge. And it's then that things start to shift because emotion is motion. Mm. You have to have the emotional shifting going on for there to be movement in the direction you really want to make um, or take. So it it's not good enough to what we, we call it, you know, getting shelf help, you know, just pulling, you know, get on these webinars or seminars or reading the books and getting all this great stuff. And that was me. I tried to make myself, um, I tried to apply this material thinking I could, thinking I should be able to, awful, awful word, that word should. Yes. Uh, and, and I couldn't understand how to keep applying it. Because to your, your, your point, Janice, uh, you know, quite a few minutes ago, was that that programming is really hard to, to shift because it's in so deep. Mm -hmm. So you need the help to understand how to internalize it because you're working against old programming that has a good hold on us. And, and when you get that help and when you get understand how to get it into that, get, get that, these, these um, powerful concepts, applying it so that you do have the internal shift going on, that's when everything starts to change. That's where most people are missing the boat. They're not understanding how to internalize this material. So if I go back to that example of the people that have the huge shifts, usually have these very, um, and this is stereotypical, but I've seen it so many times where they've got the hard luck story and, you know, they've really had a rough go of it. And somehow they make these giant um changes and become successful, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, is the, is the fact that, you know, they have less to lose. They're not as in, you know, they're not afraid as much because what do they, you know, they have nothing to lose. Whereas, and I'm just making this up really, but yeah. you know, like people that are more even keeled or think that or more guarded, because I think that's where, where I come in. I was very guarded and maybe not, on one hand, thinking my story wasn't sexy, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And secondly, more uh, afraid to let go. It's private. I don't want to say anything or whatever, you know, yeah. but it, you have to open up to make those internal changes. And, and so, you know, is that is, I don't know what I started to ask, but that's where I was coming. Well, let me yeah. allow me to comment yes, on that, please. if you will. The, yeah. There's another reason. So, so the ability to internalize this um, is absolutely at play. But here's the other thing that's at play. And I call it a success triad. There's three things that are always at play that, uh, that our success is a function of, okay? One is clarity of desire, crystal clear. A lot of us, you know, I, I talk to people about coaching and I'll say, well, what is your, what's your goal? Well, I'd like to be financially healthy. That's not clear at all. 
right? The mind can't go to work and start popping ideas of, oh, oh, why don't we try this or that? So, and, and clarity of desire, desire is that emotional component. Because again, and this was me when I was first struggling as an entrepreneur, my goal was all up in my head. I was not emotionally charged around it. Mm-mm. So you need to have, it's not good enough to say, well, I want to be earning $50,000 a month. It's great. Yeah. But what does that do? Where's the emotional charge? And there has to be there. So clarity of desire is your first thing. So this is again, a success triad. There's three things. It's mm-hmm. clarity of mm-hmm. desire. Then you need a self image that supports what it is that you're clear and emotionally charged about. So again, I, you know, I stated a, a little bit ago, the, our self-image, we have a, lot, a strong self-image in many arenas in our life, whether it's as a, as a mom or a dad or a friend or a community leader or coach for our children, um, previous jobs. But in that next level of success, that's where you need your self-image to be supporting it. So it's one thing to get clear and emotionally charged about $50,000 a month. But if you've only made, if you've only ever made $50,000 a year, and there's no judgment on it. It's just that might be a fact in your life, 50,000 yeah. a year. Well, good luck for that. You're, that's a real challenge to your self-image. So your self-image has to be strong enough to support that. And, and then, only then, here's the third component, will you be willing to commit all in? Mm-hmm. Most people are not fully committed. They find excuses. Yeah. So yeah. when you have all three of these strong and on the same page, you're clear, you're emotionally charged, your self-image is going, yeah. I think we could do this. You're willing to lean in and do what it takes. Now to answer your circle back to your question, those people that seem to break through quantum leap so quickly, they are clear. I want that. And they're they're so excited about it. Their self-image is going, come on, let's do this. And so they commit, they're willing to take, you know, take all that, that, that necessary action to go make things happen. So they're not better. They're not more talented. They're not more gifted. They just happen to have, and a lot of people see this in network marketing. If we have any network marketers out there, you see some people, you know, join a company and then boom, they're up to the third, third or fourth yes. or fifth level within months. And you go, what the heck? I've been here for three years and I should, they're not better. They happen to be very clear and emotionally charged. Their self-image is supporting it and they're willing. And then and only yeah. then are they willing to commit and make things happen. So when you say your self-image is supporting that future uh, goal or uh, desire, um, are you saying act as if you already are, or are you saying I can do it or a bit of both? Well, a little bit of both. I mean, yeah. I mean the, the, the uh, act. As it's not really fake it till you make it. I don't it's like not, that. No, I don't no, either. There's a falseness to that. There's a negative vibe that I'm not that. Okay? Yes. And yes, you yes. are that it is within you, right? It's yes. not in your programming. So Act as if now act as if, if, you know, anyone in, in, if you've studied in this, in this elite level space of personal development, um, you know, that you, you must start to, to envision yourself already having fulfilled your, your goal. So you you get clear and excited about your goal. Now you got to do the work of imagining I'm already there. So how do I feel? How do I think? How do I feel? How do I behave if I'm already that person achieving that goal. And the more you think and act and feel, so act as if, mm-hmm. the, the more that your subconscious starts to take that on, right? It starts to believe it because the subconscious right. can't reject anything. The subconscious will take anything that you repeatedly right. give it, 
Right. And it strips out the can't and it strips out the don't and it takes just exactly what it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, whatever you repeatedly give yourself, your subconscious, it will, it will take in and start to work on it. So yeah, acting as if is, is important. Um, living from the wish fulfilled, living from your dream, dream achieved, all of the gurus, all the, you know, the books in, in this space will all be talking about the same thing. You imagine that you're already there and start living from there and your mind starts to pop new ideas and starts to think very differently. If it's starting to, to, to imagine, believe that you're already there, the new ideas will pop, right? It's mm. fascinating. When you start really doing this, it's like, oh, I just had a great idea. Why didn't I think of that before? Because you were actually weren't imagining at that higher frequency or energy of that dream goal. You were down where you were, you are right now, right? So let me ask you this because I'm sure in the work that you do, um, do you find, and I don't know if it's about um, your target audience per se, or um, if it encompasses um, different uh, different generations let's say but are you finding more younger people like people starting younger to work on themselves or is it still kind of you know I mean you find them in in all areas but is it has it changed at all like I'm talking about 10 12 uh 14 years ago when I started sort of doing personal development work so I was already old you know what I mean like I mean compared to I'd love my my daughter for example who could use some help but she's not ready to to accept it you know what I mean so what are you finding are younger people coming to this sooner or um life experience first the the I think younger people are more and more aware of the personal development work, like 20 years ago, it never even entered my mind, right? right. Uh, and, and you look at it, for example, you look at Napoleon Hill's masterpiece, Think and Grow Rich, written almost a century ago. It's still becoming yeah, more mainstream. Right? Yeah, 1934 yeah. or 1936. Yeah. 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 It's still becoming more and more mainstream today. Yeah. It's still one of the top, and increasingly so, one of the top, you know, top five business development books um, or personal development books in the business space of all time. So, so the awareness of personal development is no longer kind of taboo or what's wrong with me that I need to take personal development. It's becoming, yeah, yeah, let's get into personal development. Um, So there's a, there's a better awareness, but self-image is, in my opinion, it's almost worse today than it was yesterday. And, and I won't get on the soapbox, but I think that's because of social media. Well, I, I was just going to say, I, I, you know, I was um, talking to a gentleman who uh, his whole thing is networking and I'm all about networking. And he was saying something about um, he teaches a course at a university in uh, the United States and he teaches the, his students how to network. And I've done that. I've ta- I've done networking training for MBA students um, a few years ago. And it's like, they don't know how to talk to, they don't know how to talk. They don't know how to have a conversation. And it's because of social media, because Mm -hmm. they walk around with their head down and they have ever since, you know, it's safer and it's their world. Um, So that's why I think I asked that question in a way. So, you know, it is another uh, Pandora's box and we don't have to go down that road, but generally speaking, that's, that's why people don't talk. Right. Yeah. 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 
So and, and and the major impact to, to self-image. And you know the cool thing is part of our program, there's incorporates a lot of self-image work. It's called the self-image of your dreams, and that's a key component of our unstoppable success system. And it's also a standalone program. Okay. But, but the cool thing is, is I'll have I'll have um, moms or dads with young children doing the self-image work. And there's some really powerful work that that they need to do in front of the mirror with this really inspirational video. It's very cool stuff. But I have heard time and time again that they're doing the mirror work and their six-year-old starts to do the mirror work and tell themselves in the mirror, I'm amazing at this. I'm really good. And I'm going, oh, music to my ears. Let's yes. impact. Let's have a profound impact on the younger kids that yes, you tell yourself how amazing you are. It's not out of arrogance. It's out of love for who and what you are. Totally different, right? There's a, there's a video that went around Facebook a long, uh, quite a while ago of a dad having taught his little three, four, five-year-old daughter. And she was, and the video was her telling herself in the mirror, I'm beautiful. I am smart. I am this every day. Yeah. Fantastic. More of that. that. Yeah, exactly. So I have a three-year-old, almost three-year-old granddaughter and never sits still for a minute. And uh, that just posed that into my head that, you know, we always want to, uh, praise them for the good that they do and that, you know, the positive actions that they take, but we need to also start to internalize, you know, yeah. those things, those. Yeah. yeah. So do you think that there's, um, there's one, and this might be it, I don't know that there's one area of personal development um, that needs more special attention than we tend to give it? Uh, absolutely self-image is is yeah i was thinking that had to be it right yeah well that one and and the the two areas that i that i that we that we focus on give more attention to spend more time on in in the work that we do is absolutely self-image and you know what everyone bob proctor was still working on self-image every time he set new big goals and he always did because he was he was a product of his own product sure practice what he preached then he would do a double check is my self-image supporting that. So, um, so yeah, every one of us needs self-image. I've worked with CEOs that are, that absolutely admitted, wow, I was really limited. Like I was already a successful CEO, but I still had neat new things I wanted to do and wasn't getting there because of self-image. So we all need to work on self-image and it's not given the attention it needs. So that's a, a really important one. But the other one is that, that ability to internalize and get emotionally charged and committed to your goal. I find that is very much lacking people. And this was me again, I got very intellectually enamored and I thought that was it. It's like, no, that's not good enough. You you can't just think, wow, it'd be really great if I was making $50,000 a month and I could do this and this and this. Intellectually, you gotta have that internalized so that it does raise the emotional charge around that. And as it raises the emotional charge, that you know your your vibe or your energy level goes up and how much more productive are we when our we're in high energy versus low energy discouraged is it right exactly yeah yeah, so your ability to to uh really internalize that goal so that you are more 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 and more emotionally charged and therefore more and more committed that needs special attention as well so your energy level goes up as soon you need to really internalize um the I'm going to use the word you haven't used, and I want to know if this is you internalize your belief level. So it's mm-hmm. not just your energy; it's not just you know the concepts that you've um, intellectually 
uh, dealt with. But I know, like you mentioned, um, network marketers, and I'm a network marketer, and I love network marketing, but it's also the bane of my existence, because I, you know, trying to trying to uh, figure stuff out. But what I've over the years figured out is that I'm one of those people that I've intellectualized it, I believe I do believe my my network marketing um, uh, belief level or uh, blueprint has definitely gone up over the years. And because I believe in the model, I think it's fantastic. But it eludes more people than it doesn't. Right. And so, right. And so is that all based on that internalizing? Yeah, internalizing and shifting the beliefs because you could say, oh, I, I do believe. I believe this is a great company and I believe in these products and I believe I can do well. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the results that. aren't showing it. Right. And your results are a reflection of your self-image and beliefs. Yeah, right. So it's so like, wow. So that takes me back to um, when you said, that you came from corporate and when you started your entrepreneurial journey, you thought it was gonna be easy. And I remember that too. And I was a trainer, a corporate trainer for many years, but as that trainer, uh, I was fed my my uh, jobs, right? The scheduler right. would send you to this, that, and the other place, and then you would do your thing, training. When, you, when you're on your own, you got to do it all. And I didn't know right. how to do all the other stuff. Now you were a, a successful, uh, leader in corporate. So you were doing the leading, but did that also shift for you the same thing? Oh my God, there's things that I never did or oh, didn't. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, and my self-image, I, I realized after the fact, after I had break, uh, after I had broken through, yes. I started to see success as a, you know, one of the top tier consultants with or coaches with Bob. Yes. I started to see, again, connect the dots looking back, that my self-image and beliefs was totally aligned with structure, to your point. It's all provided yes. for you. Yes. So it was totally aligned with corporate, but not aligned with this you know, structure. Entrepreneur, what structure? <laughs> you do have to exactly. create it. And the biggest thing for me and for so many out there and probably so many of your listeners, selling. I had negative programming around selling. I'm not a salesperson. I'm a relationship management person. All the stuff I'd done through corporate was all relationship management sure. based. I'd never had to sell. People came to me. So I had to wrap my mind around selling. Well, at first I was intellectually, well, okay, I can be a salesperson. I don't really like it, but I can do this. I can do this. Okay. I was emotionally, I hate selling, right? But I was intellectually trying to convince myself, okay, that's not sure. good enough, right? It's still not good enough. You have to shift your self-image your yes. belief system around sales so that internally you start to feel I'm doing this. This is okay. Right. I, I it may not, it may not be my top choice, but you know what? I can do this. I'm okay with this. Yeah. I can make fun of this. Let's go. Right. That's a totally different thing. So sales is one of the biggest things I find with um, I mean, I work with mostly all entrepreneurs, small business owners, network marketers, uh, sales professionals, everybody, 99% have some limiting programming around selling. Yes, so true. And, you know, and I think, again, I have to come back to network marketing in the sense that quite often when people um, uh, are pitching, network marketers are pitching to get new team members, they're saying, you don't have to sell anything, you just have to share it. Well, you are selling, you have to sell. Yeah. Whether you're selling yourself, your products, your services, the belief in network marketing, you're selling. And 
I think for me, the biggest lesson that came around that blueprint was when I stopped feeling this, I call it in like a niggy feeling and niggling feeling whenever I talked about it, that when I had that in my whatever presentation or in my conversation, people would come back with more objections than when I raised my blueprint level around it. And now I don't, you know, you don't want to be attached to the outcome and you also want to have that strong belief. So that makes a huge difference. And I think that was a huge aha for me. And yeah, um, yeah. the people that do really well at sales are, are, they have a sales mindset and all they are, like I, I teach people, don't think sales, don't think selling, think impact. Yeah, results. When you impact. when you sit in front of a prospect, think how can I impact this person today in a really positive way? Not selling. So if they don't buy, but you have really positively impacted them, they're likely to be open to you circling back in three months or six months. Right. They're also likely to say, you know, it's not for me, but I really appreciate what you did for me today. I've got a friend I, I'd like to refer you to. Exactly. So if you just think impact not selling because impact has a very positive vibe all of us like to 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 lift people up and to help people right right selling has a very negative vibe to it for so many so scrap the selling term and think impact that's a shift i love that so if people who are listening if my listeners are uh thinking about you know they love what they're hearing from you. They love the, the concepts and the things that you teach. Can you give me an overview for them of, um, you know, what you, like, how do they work with you? Are there different options? Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. there are different options. Our flagship system is called the Unstoppable Success System. And it is a five month intensive where we do uh, do uh, intensive work on self-image in a very positive way. We're not, we're not rehashing the past, which some people get a little nervous, but like, no, no, past has no bearing on the future unless you let it. We're not letting it. So it's very future oriented. Uh, and um, so there's a lot of self-image work. There is the deeper dive into goal, um, uh, goal achievement, goal creation and internalization and commitment. Uh, and there, we, we, the foundation of the unstoppable is Bob Proctor's thinking into results success system, which I believe is the by, by, by far the top success system. It's a step-by-step how success works and success is an exact science. There's a certain process. There's certain things mm-hmm. you got to do in a certain order. And if I, I can be in front of a, uh, in front of a, 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 an audience of a thousand people and say, you know, put up your hand. If you know how success works, what are the steps? And some hands may go up and I'll say, okay, keep your hands up. If you know which order, what do you do first, second, third, fourth, <laughs> all the hands. Go down. <laughs> oh. so, so we take you through exactly what you need to be doing. So that is our flagship system. And as I say, that's a five month. Now, um, if you want, if you're not ready for the, that, that bigger commitment, then the self-image of your dreams is a standalone. It's a 10 week intensive on self-image. And all of this involves one-on-one coaching as well as some group coaching. Okay. Um, there's the Goal Achievers Forum, which is just a, an online six-plus-hour deep dive into getting getting your goal clear, energized, committed. Um, there is a Success Club, so that's a monthly membership that you can get get involved and be in the community because you know what 
one of the big things that we offer is our environment. We need way more help than we think we do because we're working against old program programming yes. that has a good hold on us. Yes. So the more help that we get and we do masterminding, we do a daily study club for people who are interested in getting into the habit of good, good, you know, self-study. Um, we do workshops. So there's a lot of this involved in the environment. So the success club is another way, and this is all on our website, uh, to, to, to be involved on a month by month basis for you to kind of test, test us out, if you will. Okay. No, fair enough. That's great. Um, and, um, I like to ask my, my guests, my favorite question, cause I'm always about, I'm a curious person and I love the word curiosity. So yeah. my question, my last question, second to last question actually uh, for you is uh, two parts. One, do you believe curiosity is innate or learned? And part two, what are you most curious about today? And you can answer in any order. Hmm. Great question. Well, curiosity, I believe, is in us all. Yes, I think it's innate. I think curiosity really to me is all about growth, growth and creation. You know, when we're curious, we're, we're in growth and creation mode. We're, we're trying to make sense of things and understand. And so to me, and that is in us all. Now, I would actually um, parcel it, not parcel out, but break up curiosity into two, two camps, really. Intellectual curiosity and emotional curiosity. And so intellectual curiosity might say, so how, do, how does that work again? Well, at first you do A and then B and then C and then D and then, ah, okay, that's cool. You know, there's an intellectual curiosity. Emotional curiosity though, that's the playground of the intellect with the soul. Ooh. Emotional curiosity is the playground of the intellect with the soul. And that's powerful. That's where dreams are born. And that's where new paths are forged with emotional curiosity. So I, I believe that's in us all, but we need to, again, you know, get out of our head more into our heart and let yes. that really come into being. Um, so I hope I answered your first question there. I love it. And, and then the second question, what am I curious about? Oh, I, mm -hmm. I'm, cu I'm curious. I'm curious where, where, where everyone can get to, because there's no limit, right? One of Bob's favorite words, which became my favorite word is the word better, because there's no end to being better, because there's no limit <laughs> to our talents and growth. So I get curious when I start to hear what people are, are interested in and where they're wanting to grow. And then with, with, you know, my support and my belief and my guidance and to see more things open up to them. And then I, so I, I always remain curious, well, what is this person really capable of? Let's watch it unfold. I mean, that's a, it's one of the reasons I love what I do because I'm curious I'm sure. to see how people can really, really expand and create and grow. Fantastic answers. Thank you so much. And the first part was very unique. I've never heard it that way, but I, it makes sense coming from you as well, from the intellect to the emotional side of things. Perfect. <laughs> Um, so last question, um, what piece of advice sort of in a nutshell, would you, uh, like to leave with my audience? And by the way, I will, um, make sure that people can get, find out how to get hold of you. It'll be in the show notes, your website, um, LinkedIn, that kind of thing. So they know how to find you, but so what, what piece of advice would you, and my audience is the same as yours. So I love it. Yeah. Um, I would actually say, say two things to that, just revisiting that success triad, 
get mm-hmm. yourself crystal clear about and emotionally engaged in what you really want to create for yourself and align your self-image and you'll find yourself getting fully committed. So that's the first thing. But the other thing is that I learned the hard way and so many of us have learned, don't do it alone. Mm-hmm. All successful people will tell you they couldn't do it alone. They've had numerous mentors and coaches and advisors uh, all along the way. You know, Bob had had mastermind partners for decades. He had mentors for uh, up until the end. So yeah. no one can do it alone because we all have blind spots. Yeah. And we all let ourselves off the hook a little too easily because we're running into our own self-image and belief limitations. So when you have other people that you're working with that are helping you hold yourself accountable and helping you connect some dots and like, oh, I didn't even see that. Like, you know, what? one of the things I love when we're doing our workshops and we're kind of studying some of the material, I'll say, so what did you get from that? And somebody will say, well, I took this away. And, you know, we'll go, wow, I didn't, what? I didn't even take, I didn't even get that. Here's what I got. And somebody else say, wow, I didn't get that. That's really cool. So we are so much better when we are working this material together. Nothing is stopping you, any of you from extraordinary, consistently extraordinary success. Nothing is stopping you. You do not lack the talent or capability, but you do need to shift the mindset, get help doing that. That's my biggest piece of advice. Get help. Don't do it alone. And it's way more fun together. Course. Oh my goodness. That was amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you. uh, Oh, absolutely. It was my pleasure. And uh, as I said, everybody um, who's listening, you can find, you'll be able to see in the show notes where to find Sandy and how to um, connect with her and look more into what she has to offer. I know I will be. It's amazing. So thank you again for listening. Thank you for being here. And if you liked what you heard, please share it. Please leave a review. We appreciate that. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.